afternoon, good evening. It's your girl Jay Danae here. Long time no talk. I miss y'all. <laughs> so sorry for the delay. That's my father, the host or the star of Storytime with Joe <laughs> going through the refrigerator. If you don't know, we are all locked down right now because of the coronavirus. So hopefully you all are abiding by the rules and actually staying inside and being safe. So maybe at some point we could all go out again. <laughs> but anyway, I'm going to turn the mic over to the star of Storytime with Joe, Mr. Joseph. Say what's up. What's up, people? I got people. <laughs> Do you miss them, Daddy? You miss talking? You yes, talking? I do. Yeah. I miss hearing your stories, and I'm sure y'all miss hearing them as well, because y'all have been asking about Storytime with Joe. So, we're back! <laughs> Today's episode is about some of my father's favorite years. High, high school. school. Yeah! <laughs> Daddy, where did you attend? What high school did you attend? The mighty, mighty Curie High School. <laughs> That's home where I wanted of, to go. Home of the Curie Condors, class of '91. Stand up! Woo! Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> the greatest class in the history of Curie High School. Go ahead. I would have to agree. I went to one of the class reunions, and those are some of the coolest people I've ever met in my life. And they're very accomplished too. Like some very educated and I don't know, well-to-do people. And they all still look good. So, that's good. So, Kiri did something. <laughs> Kiri did something right. <laughs> yeah. So, what you want? What, 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 what uh, story would you like to hear? You know, my favorite story is about the dude who used to bother you when you first came to Kiri. Oh, wow. Oh, that guy, man. Gene Lark. He was a senior high school. And his locker was like, literally like right down from mine. So I seen him like almost every day. But our first encounter was at uh, Mr. Subs. Now, a lot of the upperclassmen that were like sophomores and juniors, they would tell the freshmen, don't go over there because the seniors, you know, they'll bother you. They'll, you know, kind of haze you, uh, bully you, you know, look. Freshman ritual. Mm-hmm. So, uh, me being the knucklehead, hard-headed, you know, want to find out stuff for myself type of guy that I am. Me and a friend of mine went across the street for lunch to get us some sub sandwiches. You know, my, my mother gave me a little extra money, so I said, "I want me a sub sandwich. I don't want no school school food." So we went over there. I ordered me a, a American sub and some chips, and my friend he ordered the same. So as we were sitting, instead of us taking our lunch and going back across the street, we decided to sit in there. So everything was pretty cool until these two football players from Kerry seniors come in, and so they they came in loud. Hey, what's up, y'all? So then. They happen to look in the corner and they see me and my friend. They say, oh, yeah, we got us some freshmen. <laughs> they bought us lunch. 
So me, people that know me know that I'm, you know, I don't play around with my food. So you know, I ain't, I didn't care who it was. Now my friend, he got a little nervous, and you could tell he was shaking, like, you know, what I mean, he was, he could literally see his hands shaking. So I'm, I'm grabbing, like, calm down, man, don't, don't, don't bring attention to yourself, and then they won't come over here. Right. Nah, they are, they, they knew who they was gonna, you know, who they were gonna mess with. So, and it was us. So they came over there, walked over there, and uh, hey, what's up, man? Let me get some of your sandwich. And so I didn't even acknowledge him at first. He said, I'm talking to you. Let me get some of your sandwich, man. I'm like, no, you can't get it on my sandwich. <laughs> you said, what? So the other senior, he just snatched the potato chips out of my boy's hand, and my boy just kept his head down like, <laughs> He, I mean, he literally like snatched them and then start opening up or he eat them right in his face. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Just crunching crumbs coming out of his mouth and stuff like, oh, I can't stand bullies, man. I was just sitting there like, ooh-wee. Because I couldn't have been me. So then the other, the other guy, I didn't know his name at the time. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he come and he goes over by me. And so some of the uh, some of the girls in there, they was upper class, and they were like, "Leave him alone, G. Leave him alone." They go here just trying to eat lunch. Why are you bullying? And they like, "Man, girl, shut up. Ain't nobody mess with these boys. I just want a piece of this sandwich." He said, "Hey, man, let me get some of that sandwich." Man, I said, "No." He said, "Me, man, give me some." And he went and grabbed my sandwich. And so I grabbed his hand and I said, "Man, get your hand off my sandwich, man." And do at the time now I was five. Maybe five two, mm-hmm. weigh a hundred and seventy pounds. I was a short, stocky dude. Now this dude at the time he was like five, maybe five eight mm-hmm. muscles, well, muscle bound. So so he grabbed me and throw me into the game, into the uh, the Pac Man game. And so when he throw me, I'm trying to grab him. Like, man, get your hands off me, man. So he and he holding me like. What you gonna do, man? I'm sitting oh, there trying. God. Man, dude, I was so embarrassed and mad. And then the uh, owner or the supervisor, whatever he was, he come out from the back. Hey, hey! I don't. He was Arabian. I don't want this in here. Get the, get out of here with that. Get out of here with that. You get out. Get out. <laughs> so he said. So Jane was like, "All right, man. I, I we ain't doing nothing with them." And then he just pushed me off, man. And I was, I was just sitting there like, "Wow, this dude! I can't believe this dude literally threw me into a game like that, man." You know, I'm like, man, I don't ever did no stuff like this. So my mama, you know, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, you know, that kind of. It, I mean, I ain't gonna lie, man. I was kind of scared because I was like, man, I, said, I know if he, if I, you know, swing on him, he gonna, man, they gonna tear me up in here. But, yeah. So that situation, I, I kind of got out unscathed. Then another time, like I said, his locker was right down from mine. So I'm sitting there, I'm going in my locker to get some stuff out. He come walking up it's and, and go to my locker and grab some paper. Like, oh, we got some paper right here. And just grab the paper out of my office. I say, hey, man, what you doing, man? And he grabbed me. And, and, this time, he tried to grab me and throw me into the locker, but I grabbed his arm. But he wrestled, too, as well as playing football. So and I wrestled, but he was already he was an accomplice, almost like a state wrestler, state champ wrestler. Man, this dude threw me against the game, so we were kind of locking up, but he had me, man. And so... Here come uh, Mr. Uh, uh, I can't think of his name. He was like like the dean. 
And he, while he was walking past, and he looked, he said, what's going on here? And he let me go, oh, nothing, we just hosting around. And I'm just sitting there like, because I wasn't no snitch. Right. You know what I'm saying? I just was like, man, one day, I said, man, we, we going to have it. We gonna, it's going to be me and him one day. You know what I'm saying? And we going to have it out, because I can't keep going through this. So, well, the one day happened. Well, it didn't happen. We didn't box, but it, it was going. It was coming to a head. Mm-hmm. We was at wrestling practice, right? Now during football season, he didn't really mess with me. He he kind of like kept staring, and then he just would walk off. I had my my guys with me, but still, they could they still would have beat us up, man. Yeah. <laughs> at the time, it was me, Henry Mayfield, Zed, Zach, Zedra Jackson. Uh, who else was it, man? It was on the Ruben Flores. Uh, it was a lot of us, man. Calvin, but it was a bunch. We, it was a whole, like a hundred of us. But half of them didn't hardly come to practice. So, I mean, it was, they'd have kicked up with us, man. You know, they'd have kicked up with us. That, and that was the year they had a hell of a team. They, I mean, their team was off the chain. They beating everybody, mm-hmm. you know. So, when we got into, oh, my boy Levi Jackson, too, he was there. Because he was into this story, this right here, this story right here. So, we were uh, at wrestling practice, right? Mm-hmm. So the seniors and the varsity team was wrestling. So the frost off team, which was us freshmen and sophomores, we was just hanging back. So they had us working out. So we lifting weights and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what was on his mind. I don't know why he was mad, but he was pissed off about something. So then he saw me and Levi on the on the, on the, on the um, weights. Mm-hmm. So he see Levi, he said, man, get your fat, beat, fat, A off the, off the weights. So Levi looked at him and just kind of chuckled like, and then he just walked off because he's like, man, I ain't even gonna go there with him. So then I started laughing too. So he like, man, what your black looking at? What what you laughing for? Get your posture, get off the weights, man. And I'm like, man, whatever, man. So he like, what? What? I'll come down, smack this out of you right now. Say I won't. And he stood right on me, man. I'm like, you, you won't. So he grabbed me, man, and then the <laughs> coach, the coach came over, like, Lark, Lark. Leave that boy alone. Leave that boy alone. He said, man, you know what? You lucky. Man, every time, man, that's why I keep saving. I said, man, you know who I am. We and then he didn't live that far from me. He stayed like across Ashland, like by 63rd and Damon or somewhere in that area. And I stayed, you know, I stayed on by 66 in Bishop mm-hmm. on the other side of Ashland. So I ride 63rd Street all the time going to school. Either 63rd or I take the Marquette. So he knew where I. Well, you know, when I get on the bus, so it, it, he could have met me anytime. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, hey, you know where I be at? You know, I'm not scared. I said, I'm not scared of you. I'm not scared of you. But in my back, I was like, man, I, yeah, I am scared. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't, you know, I'm not going to punk me. Right, I'm yeah. not going to sit there and let nobody punk me. So we get upstairs to the, uh, the locker room, right? So I'm standing over there. I think it's me, Levi, my boy, Riley Gray. Uh, a couple of other freshmen that was, you know, on the wrestling team, and they were sitting there like, "Man, Joe, man, you better watch out, man, because I think he gonna be, he ain't gonna fight you, man. He won't beat you." I'm like, "Man, I'm not worried, man. I'm not worried, because in my mind too, I'm like, man, if anything happens, I will go get my cousins. You know, they that they would've, come up right. They that would have ended everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But then I was thinking, I said, man, my cousins, my cousins. They not coming up there to just beat nobody up. See, my cousin, they come up there, somebody leaving in the hospital. 
you know what I'm saying, yeah. or worse. So they, it's not gonna, it's no game. It's not, and that's what my, my, my cousin Shorty. He told me that he said, man, if I come up there, and I'm, we're not, we're not coming up there to do any talking. It's gonna be some, it's gonna, somebody gonna get laid out. I'm like, nah, well, I'm not. I don't want that. Right. You know, I, I can I this is when I realized, man, I have to handle things on my own. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna run into my cousins for no menial stuff like this. Mm-hmm. You know, this man he gonna have to he gonna have to face me. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna have to we gonna have to box. Mm-hmm. But we never ever got we never did box. But and I'ma tell you why. Two years later, I'm a junior in high school. I was playing football, wrestling. Coaches had us in the weight room. I was eating the weights at the time. So I got a gain about 15 pounds of muscle. So I'm I'm chiseled. You ask all ask your ask your uncles. Ask your uncles uh Henry and all them. They'll tell you I used to live in the weight room. So we always on track. I'm in the weight room. Hitting the weights, I got my hoodie on, my track hoodie on, mm-hmm. so I'm sitting there lifting. My boy Calvin Buckley, he come into the uh, he come to the weight room. He say, Joe, hey man, somebody want to see you? Somebody, I want you to see, man. So I'm like, who? You know, I'm like, man, in my mind, I'm still lifting, so I got my hood on. I'm like, who the heck he want me to see? You know what I'm saying? Cause I'm thinking it's some people, you know, people in some class or something, I'm like, or some girls. So I get up with my hood on, and I walk over to the door, and then the guy comes from behind, Calvin, and it was Gene Lark. So I take my hood off, and now, instead of me being that little 5'2", 166, 65, 75 pound guy, I'm 5'6 and 5'7". 185 pounds muscle, so I'm looking almost out. Of, I'm looking almost out of, out of this dude. Mm-hmm. And so when I looked at him, man, I just, I just wanted him to just say something silly to me. And so when he saw, he like, oh man, what's up, bro? You don't get big. And I'm looking, I said, yeah, I did. What's up? Not man, just wanted to say I was say what's up to you, man. Hey man, I'm gonna see you later, Calvin. He walked off. I looked at Calvin and said, man, why you bring him over here? He said, I wanted to see how you look now. Yeah. And so he started dating this girl that was a senior in our high school in our class. And he went on her prom and everything. So he would be around periodically. Mm-hmm. And I was just, well, man, I'm not a I'm not a I don't start stuff. Right. You know what I'm saying? But in my mind, I really wanted to. I really wanted to just start something or just say something out of pocket to him. Just, you know what I'm saying? Or oh, I wanted him to say something to me. Just say something silly. But he never would. He never, you know, he would, he was cool. He was cool. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, I didn't want to be cool with him. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I didn't want to be cool with him. But, I mean, I'm, it was crazy. It was like, what, I mean, I can't even explain. It's like God, like God was like, man, forgive him. You know, that was you was a kid. Y'all was kids. But see, I was I was a saying. I didn't I didn't bother nobody. I didn't um I didn't bully nobody. Right. Matter of fact, my my brother, your uncle Mike was in the 
he was a sophomore. I didn't, I, man, his class loved me. The freshman class, they all loved me. You know what I'm saying? They, man, you got, I'm telling you, I was, I was, a, I was very popular in that school, and all everybody, they loved me. You, if you saw it at the uh, cookout, how everybody, yeah. So I couldn't understand like how. If I'm a senior, I was big, I was strong, but I never, I, I was never a bully. You know, I didn't think that was cool. Mm-hmm. So for me to forgive this punk, you know, I'm like, man, forget it, man. I just, I just left it alone. So then, fast forward to 25, maybe about 25 years later, mm-hmm. we out in the park for a large cookout. And we, it was some other guys that were from high school with us that was, uh, they had they lost, they had their, uh, their high school fraternity cookout, it was Crunch Bunch, which he, uh, Gene Lark was a part of. But a lot of my other guys were a part of it too, though. I even, I was going to join. You know, I was going to pledge that. Mm-hmm. So, they, we out there kicking it, and then a lot of them, a lot of my friends from that came over where we was at. We all just had a nice little class, you know, 91 class reunion right there. It was small. So then they like, hey, come on over there where we at, the crunch bunch. It was a lot of guys that was, you know, they were in the younger class, but it was a lot of other guys that we knew that was in the in crunch bunch that was over there. So we walk over there, and so I think it was either Raleigh, Some somebody that knew the history was like, "Hey Joe, man, somebody, hey, look who, who, look who that is." So it was the guy that was taking pictures and stuff, man, just laughing and everything. And it was Gene Lark. Now I, I don't know what it was, but I was I was a little taller than him. Wow. And and, and, and much bigger, not. And so when I saw him. It was somebody else who said something to him, like, man, I remember, boy, you was something else in high school, man. I was messing with people and everything. And uh, he like, man, yeah, man, I, you know, I was a kid, man. I'm so, so I seen him, and I came over there to him. I said, man, you remember me? He said, yeah, you look familiar. I said, man, you man, you bothered me all my freshman year when you was in high school, man. Man, we had got a tour at, at Mr. Subs, man. You grabbed me like, oh, man, I'm sorry, man. I was... I was a kid, man. Please forgive me, man. I was, I was, I'm sorry, man. And then he gave me a hug, man. We laughed about it. We laughed about it. So you know, you just sometimes you got. I don't know, man. I don't know what to say out of that one, man. I can't. I don't have no type of advice for that. Just the forgiveness <laughs> thing. Yeah, Because yeah. I know that had to be hard. Because I know it's a few people who had someone to knock off, <sighs> especially from Bass. <laughs> <laughs> but I look at their lives now, and I'm just like, oh, well. Oh, I had, yeah. You reap I had what you sow. Yeah. I had a couple of people who had bass who I couldn't stand because they tried to, you know, bully. And, but that was more so not bullying. They were, like, trying to be very, uh, kids could be kind of cruel, you know, yeah. cracking jokes on you and stuff, man, because you darker than them and stuff like that. And I, it was a couple of people, I, oh, man. I said, if I could get away with bad daddy, <laughs> I ain't even gonna lie. I, I felt the same way. Like if it's just one day where I could just do something without any repercussions whatsoever, I would have. Yep. So, but you know what? You know, <laughs> like you said. But later on in life, 
we was at a, a, a class reunion for bands for the class of 87. And I saw how my life was and how they like turned out to be. Man, you reap what you sow. That's all I can say on that one. Yeah. Like, it really shows how you treated people in your past. Because later on, a lot of them now are in need of something. Like yeah. they, they kind of live in lack in a way. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, can't relate because I did what I had to do. Yeah. Now, granted, I had my years where I was a little hostile toward people. Um, but I'm still lovable, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. But what was your favorite memory from being at Kiri? Oh, man. Top two. Top two favorite memories. Top two favorite memories. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, one is being playing football okay. with my friends. And I I mean, the, the best part about that is that I have a lifelong friendship with all most of them right now to this day. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's, it's a fraternity. Of us to this day, and I can name them. Uh, you know, your uncle Chris Robinson, Henry Mayfield, Zedric Jackson, uh, who else? Uh, Sean Thomas, Terrence Rogers, Lee Tucson, Levi Jackson. Oh uh, man, then I have Mexican friends, uh, Edgar Garcia, Peter Cahew. Victor Molina, Ruben Flores, man, I mean, I mean, we 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 were a tight knit group. We were a tight knit group. Even so, I mean, we had class guys that were like a year behind us that I'm I'm cool with that to this day. Um, Mario Coleman, Luther Lett, Louis Murillo, uh one of my guys, he passed away, Sean Jones. Um, damn, man, it, it's, then with all the, the sisters, the females that, that were not class, man. Kimber Kelly. Uh, who else was it? Uh, oh, Carmenita uh, Horton. Uh, oh, yeah. Man, man, who else? Uh, Sonya, she, well, Sonya Mayfield. Now, well, so, so, uh, oh, Evans. you went to Curie. Yeah, you graduated oh. with us. Yeah. yeah. So you could say that you actually look forward to going to school. Oh yeah. Oh man, I look. Your grandmother used to get mad at me because I would always try to go to school sick. Mm. Even I'd be, I'd be like, I mean, sick. And I'm like, man, I gotta get up. I can go to school. She's like, boy, you better sit down and go to bed. You ain't going nowhere, man. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna miss class. Like I really care about. <laughs> man, I had so much fun. I mean, I had a ball, especially my senior. Year. My senior, year, I was. Uh, it was. It was. We had a ball. We had a ball, man. I think I can speak for most of my my boys. We we all love going to school. You know what I'm saying? We might not have went to class. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we, you know what I'm saying? We were we. Man, we had a ball. We had a ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, once in a year. And where did you actually want to go originally? Oh, uh, Limbloom. Mm-hmm. I wonder what it would have been like had you went to Limbloom. Had you went to Limbloom? I don't know. I, you know, I don't know. Her mama was right to send you out of the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I might have met your mother earlier. Oh. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> she was at school. Yeah. Well, at that time, 
At that time, she was. She was. She was. Uh, let's see. I grad if had I. She'd have been in '93. '91. She was a sophomore. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, but I. I'm glad my mother did uh, straight me to go there because I was still. She didn't want me to go to Limbloom. I got I got accepted into Limbloom, Whitney Young, Lane Tech. So I, actually, I got accepted every school I applied for. Because okay. I had high grades. My state line scores was high. My Iowa test scores was high. I had good grades on my report card. I mean, you know, there was no school that I couldn't go, get in. But uh, I didn't want to go to Whitney Young because I just didn't want to. I don't know. It was just. I ain't gonna say it was nerdy, but I, I don't know. It just seemed like it wouldn't have been any fun. You know, I just been all about books and school. And I'm like, come on. Ain't no extracurricular activity that make me want to go to the school. You know? Mm-hmm. Nah. Lane Tech, that night, I I wanted to go to Lane Tech, but it was too far. And my mother was like, you're not going to wake up at no 5, 30, 6 in the morning every day to try to get to school on the train and the bus. Mm-hmm. It, so... Then Whitney uh, Lindblom, she's like, no, nah, the, cl- the school was too close. And then I had a lot of people there that I knew. A couple of cousins was there, friends in the neighborhood. She's like, oh, no, nah, you're not going there. <laughs> Do you think your extracurriculars at uh, Curie kept you out of trouble in the neighborhood? Yep, because I was just, I was always there at school. Okay. By the time I got home, normally it would be dark or late, like 6, 7 o'clock. Mm-hmm. You know, because I'm hanging out at the school or we had practiced at 5, 5.30. And, you know, by the time I get home, I'm, I'm tired. I don't, I don't even want to go home. Go outside, you know. I may go outside for a minute, but then it's time to get, come back in the house. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, it was. I think that, that played a big part of it. A lot of my guys was upset because I didn't hang out and wasn't out there banging and stuff with them. Mm-hmm. I kind of lost interest in that. Mm-hmm. Well, I did lose interest in that because a lot of my friends who also were in games that was on the football team and in Curie, we, we became so close. We were like brothers. So it was like, man, you know, if I go to their neighborhood, you know, it was a different game. But then my friends, they would watch my back because they like, man, nah, this is my boy. You know, even though I was a... You know, I was in another game. They, but I, I, I had respect for people's um, territory. They, you know, wherever they, they land. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I had respect for that. So I wasn't gonna go there acting silly, man, with my hat. I'm, was, I'm hanging out with Blackstones, Vice Lords. I'm hanging with these brothers. But I was a GD. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, but they, they, they watched over me. You know what I'm saying? And then a lot of their boys was cool with me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So. After a while, I just felt like, man, why am I doing this? And then a lot of the guys around my house, they was, you know, they wasn't on nothing. They was dirt, doing dirt and getting in trouble, put, telling on each other and stuff like no. that. I didn't want to be involved in that, man. So, I, I, you know, I stepped back. Mm-hmm. Did you ever get in trouble at school? Yeah, got in trouble for gambling. Gambling? Mm-hmm. Got caught upstairs gambling. <laughs> playing cards. Yeah, yeah. I could have, you know, I did a lot of dirt at Kerry, but because I worked in the dean's office, they they looked at me like I was a good guy. You know, that like is so funny. Yeah. They looked at me as like, oh man, Joseph wouldn't do anything. Joseph, 
he better not do anything because he works right in the uh, <laughs> you know, right with the thing, Dean Fantasi and them, man. You know, but um, outside, you know, man, please, man, we were cutting class, man, your your daddy. <laughs> Well, I got faith. I'll be honest with you. I yeah. mean, we used to drink. We at the time, there was a drink called Cisco. You know, and they had different flavors. Mm -hmm. So what we would do, we would take our. We used to buy those little quarter juices. They used to sell them in, in, in the, in the um, cafeteria. No. So we would drink them. Drink, drink the juices all up, and then we would pour the Cisco inside the juice. So it looked like it looked like the juice. So we were sipping on it all in the class, we up in lunch and stuff. But I, I got so tore off one time, I was in, in English class. I'm, I'm talking about, I was head on the table. <laughs> but I wasn't the only one though, it was like about seven of us. We all like, it was hot, we sweating. <laughs> but that's what we get though, we over there drinking the, you know, Cisco and stuff. That drink sound crazy. Mm -hmm. We had a homie uh, named Fred, my boy Fred Stapleton, we used to call him Cisco because that's all he drank. He would be towed off. In school? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We used man. We could have never gotten away with that. Yeah. People used to, uh, a couple people got drunk at uh, prom and got kicked out immediately. Yeah. A lot of, uh, at our prom, which is another story, uh, a lot of a lot of brothers in our school that from I ain't gonna say who they were. <laughs> man, they was towed off. Right? Shoot. Whose prom was it that you didn't make it to? Was it your My prom. I made it to prom. Oh, I made you know. it there, but okay. I ended up going here's another this story. I I, I ended up going to jail in my prom. <laughs> yeah. Got pulled over by the police, um, as I was picking up my prom date from the beauty beauty shop. He telling me, this car, is this car registered to you? I said, yeah, well, I rent, the car was rented to me. And actually, and when they pulled it up, it was rented to my uncle, my uncle, my uncle David. Okay. But he was renting for me. Now, at the time, you couldn't be 18 and rent a the car. They changed the law. At first, you, you used to, but you couldn't. Uh, by the time I was in school, you know, became a senior. Mm -hmm. So, Pulled me over. It was a, uh, to me it was like racial profiling. It was a Mexican cop and a white cop. Mexican cop, he pretty much was like, let him go. It's this prom, you know. Yeah, you know, I know there's thousands of kids out here that's doing this. White cop was like, nah, we run them in. So they took me into jail. I'm sitting in there with the uh, with handcuffs on. With no shirt on, cause I had washed the car and it got wet, so I took the shirt off. So I'm in it with shirt on. I'm, it's cold, and I'm just like, man, why am I going through all this? And it's just, you know, it's my problem, man. Right. So then the white cop was like, well, this car, you didn't have the proper paperwork. I said, I told you, my uncle has it. Just call him. He'll come down here with it. Well, let me call him. He said, you get one phone call. Don't worry about it. But they had to help me for like two hours before they um, processed me. So they finally uh, took me in the back, in the cell, in the bullpen. And I'm like, man, I, 
for a, for a rental car. So when I talked to the guy who was processing me, he like, man, what are you in for, man? I said, man, I they pulled me over in my rental car. Mm-hmm. He like, what? I said, yeah, I get pulled over in my rental car, and they thought somebody I stole it. And I, I'm telling my father, my uncle had my paperwork. He still like, oh man, let her get you up out of here, man. She's going in prom. But they still had to they, they had to fingerprint me. Oh yeah, they finger, fingerprinted me. Then they took my picture. I got a bug shot down there. Yeah. 18, 18 years old. Yep. For a rental car. Yeah. Possession of a stolen vehicle. That's what that As your study saying that this is my uncle's car. Yeah, that's I'm mean, right. So I called my mother. Your grandmother. Mm-hmm. And so she, I'm telling her what's going on, where I'm at. She said, see, I told you. She just sat still. I said, yeah, okay, mom. We right. Well, all that, you know, well, mama. Right. So I said, so, um, you know what? I said, she said, well, the only thing I can do is get in contact with your uncle so he can come down there and um, get you out. I said, please hurry up. And so as I said, please hurry up, all you heard was, Close seven, click clean. That one, the one, the boss is closing. My mom, do you hear my mother? Oh Lord, this is. It's so hard to fall, man. And then they took, they put me into the cell, man. It was me and two other guys. I'm sitting in there, man. And then it was time to eat. So they bring these old nasty big sandwiches, big bologna sandwiches, and. The guy sitting there, he like, man, hey, man, you want your sandwich? And I'm like, yeah, I want my sandwich. Here yeah, we so, go again. So, oh, yeah, but I wasn't having that because right. I was busting with, He, he kind of like, he just turned around. So then as I was about to eat, I'm eating, I'm like, oh, my God. I said, here, man, you can have this, man. <laughs> Big old piece of bologna in the middle, man. I was like, oh, man. So I'm sitting in there, man, and then they had... No, before that, right? It was a it was a cell full of vice lords, right? Mm-hmm. And a couple of them, they saw my face and they they recognized me from somewhere. They say, "Hey man, I'll, hey man, I'll hit you off 60, 66, man over at Biden Park, man. I know you, man. I know you. Yeah, put bring me here, man. So I told the dude, "Hey man, don't put me in there with them, man." <laughs> <laughs> Please put me in this other cell, man. Put me in there with them, man. Come on, man. You see, you see, I'm already on some trumped up stuff. Come on, man. Don't put me in there. He's like, all right, man. We got you, man. So they put me in that cell with the other dude, man. They over there on the other side. Yeah, you lucky, man. You got. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you talking stuff? Like, yeah, all right, yeah. You talking that ball or something? You got five cats back there. I bet y'all beat you by yourself. That's what I was saying to him. <laughs> so then finally after like I was in there for like three hours I had fell asleep they finally come in Joseph Arnold yeah come on they take me out so I walk out Uncle David at the uh, counter and um, you know he talking to me like yeah you know they, they had to take the car you know cause you was you wasn't legally legally supposed to be driving I said, yeah, all right, man. I said, this has been one heck of a day, man. I don't even want to. I don't even want to go on prom. I just wanted to go home and get in the bed. But I was just that pissed off. 
Then I, before we left, we saw the white cop told my uncle Dave. I said, "They know that prejudice cop. That's the prejudice cop right there, man. that grabbed me." And so he looked at me and he gave me a smug look. I said, "Yeah." What the fuck? I just come in lots of cuss, man. So I walked out. Oh man, got went home. My mother was like, "You're alright." I said, "Yeah, I'm good." All this time, my 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 prom date was calling me, calling me, calling me, calling me. I didn't even answer. Finally, Mama, uh, she called one last time, and Mama answered the phone. She said, "Sharice, she want she want to talk to you." I said, "I don't, I don't know, I don't know why. I'm not going to prom." She said, "Here, he been she been calling you all day. Come talk to her." So I get on the phone. I say, "Yeah, what's up?" She said, hey, what's going on? You all right? Like, I'm good. So, uh, what what you going to do? I said, nothing. I'm staying at home. I ain't going nowhere. She's like, what you mean not going? I said, I just got out of jail. What you, I ain't going on prom. I ain't got no car. Man, I saw the snap. I said, I ain't got no car. I ain't doing I'm going home. I'm staying home. She said, oh, come on. You know, we, we both got our dresses and suits. I mean, you might as well go. And then Mama talked. She was talking to me, too, like, you might as well go ahead and go, Joe. You know, I'm like my mom, I I don't have a car. How I'm gonna get there? I'm not getting on no bus. I'm taking no cab. I'm not going. No, I'm, I'm done. I'm not going. She's like, Joe, I'll let you drive the rent. Cause she rented a car for herself. Cause uh, actually, it was her birthday. It was your mother, grandma's birthday, the same time as my prom. So she was like, I'll let you drive to the prom, but you want to find a ride, a ride home. I'm like, man, that's just really tearing my whole day up, man. I got to find a ride to the crib. All my other guys, they got plans. They, man, I mean, they will be going to Michigan. I I mean, I had all my stuff planned out, man. But like they say, man, you want to, you say you want to hear God laugh? They tell him what you had planned. <laughs> <laughs> tell them your plans. And I, man, after that, I just, you know, I went to prom. I had my, talked to one of my boys to see if I could ride with him home. You know, we was going to dinner and then we was going, you know, hang out and then I was going home because my other plans was to go do something else. So, uh, after that, you know, we went on home. After we, we, had, we went out to uh, a barbecue joint. My boy, uh, Henry, had his family owned a barbecue spot on 22nd in uh, Michigan, okay. uh, just Q. So we went down there and Mr. Mayfield was down there. And um, you know, I had said, man, you know, hey, can we order some ribs? This is, you know, we, man, he set us up for, and he gave it to us for free. He said, oh man, this is for y'all, so man, go ahead, man. You know, have a good time. So we we was cool. We went over to my boy, my girl Tricker house. And we I went over there, ate and laughed and joked and stuff, man. And then after that, took took my day home and I went to the crib. Matter of fact, man, my night ended like at maybe maybe twelve thirty, one o'clock. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, daddy, that is rough. Yeah, man. That's I was happy you at least went. Yeah. yeah. Did you at least have a good time? Uh, it was cool. It was cool. What was crazy is that the news traveled fast. It got the news traveled to them, to people with the prom, before I could tell them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, who? How y'all know? I didn't talk to nobody. I didn't tell anybody about me going, to, you know, getting locked up. 
And to this day, it's a mystery how they how people found out. Zach come up to me, man. Hey, man, I heard you got locked up. Henry came up to me, man. To my man, you got locked up, man. I'm, I'm talking Levi come up. I mean, all these people come up to me, ask me about me getting locked up. I said, man, how did y'all how did y'all know I got locked up? It was crazy, man. But the lesson, one of the lessons I learned from that, man, is that you know. My, you know, the, my first encounter with the well, actually, that wasn't my first encounter with the police, but that was the first time I ever, I've ever felt the racial profiling of it. Mm -hmm. Where that, you know, he railroaded me off the back because of who, the color of my skin. It would had nothing to do with nothing else. Right. Because, like I said, the Mexican cop was cool. He was like, man, let him go. You know, with it. he didn't have any drugs, you know, you know, and then I didn't know the law because technically they they actually uh, searched my car without without probable cause. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But see, I'm 18, young, dumb. You know, I don't. You know, I didn't know because I could have easily got off got out of that because of well, I probably couldn't have because he still would have tried to pull something on me anyway. Mm -hmm. So, but it's a lesson. Okay. For, for, for people, man, especially young people, man, know the law. Know the law. And don't lose your cool. Yeah. Because they have a level of authority that could either benefit us in the moment or destroy us. <laughs> exactly. Because even when he pulled, when he pulled off, pulled me over, I didn't see him. I didn't see them coming up. Mm -hmm. Cause I was talking to my my uh, prom date, and then as I turned around, the white cop had his gun pulled, like on the on the window. I'm like, man, what the heck? You know what? You know what's going on? So I mean, it could have, it could have, yeah, it was very unnecessary. Man. Mm -hmm. Anyway, right. Well, I'm happy you are alive. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, I would definitely not be here. <laughs> <laughs> But you handled it well. Your family came through for you. Yeah, they did. And you went to prom even though, even though you didn't want to. <laughs> Hello, everyone. This is Jay Denae of Seven Keys Management. Coming up next is part two of Storytime with Joe, episode four, High School. If you like part one, you would definitely love part two. Okay, let me get out of your way. Please enjoy.